Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. In a world that's perfect lies a perfect little town where one team stands alone. But now, something's stirring that will change this place forever. Perfect. Welcome to Perfectville, your first place podcast for your Miami Dolphins, part of the Believe Network, presented by BetOnline.ag. I am Sam Marku, and the two-time, yes, two-time Hall of Famer is not with us. He's actually in Ireland watching his Zach Thomas Cullen play for the United States under the U16 Rugby uh, Championship or whatever the hell they do there. But uh, this is an emergency podcast situation, ladies and gentlemen. It is day two of training camp, and uh, we already have news. And no, it's not Tua's tattoo. It's uh, actual bona fide news. So joining me now, he's a former writer for SI.com and now a contributor to the Perfectville podcast here, Mr. Sean Williams. Sean, how you doing? Uh, good. I wish we were talking <laughs> on better terms, but... Yeah. Yeah. All things considered, uh, you and I speak a lot on the uh, Twitter spaces and we follow each other <laughs> on social media. And I always appreciate your takes because... I think it's very easy to get likes and retweets on uh, on Twitter and all the other social media platforms. And uh, I think it's also very easy to be a contrarian for contrarian's sake. And I think sometimes you are a contrarian, but it's not for contrarian's sake. I always appreciate, uh, even with the Dalvin Cook stuff recently, just being honest about, okay, I'm, t- I'm fatigued about this teasing of everything that's going on. Either shit or get off the pot and let's move forward. I appreciate your take when it comes to the Miami Dolphins. So I I'm really looking forward to talking to you about uh, what looks to be unfortunate news for the Miami Dolphins, and that is because Jalen Ramsey uh, goes down at the end of training camp practice today. Uh, 11-on-11 drills going up against Tyreek Hill, uh, comes up hobbling a little bit and eventually is carted off the field. It was a contact injury from everything that we're hearing, which gave me a little bit of hope at first, Sean, but... uh, as the day grew long and we saw other players go down and teams come out and immediately jump out and say, this is a minor injury. We heard radio silence about Jalen Ramsey up until recently, where we now know he's going in for an MRI later today or has possibly just finished that. And uh, right before we hit record, Sean, uh, Jalen dropped a little nugget on his twit, uh, his Twitter. Yeah, I believe you said it was his Twitter. Uh, can you just read for the audience here, the citizens of Perfectville, what Jalen had so, to say? Uh- yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, already there's another update uh, straight from Adam Schefter. I mean, Jalen Ramsey did drop a tweet that said he'll be back from this minor injury, um, which didn't sound great. Adam Schefter just tweeted that uh, Jalen Ramsey is going to go undergo surgery on his knee, uh, but his ACL is intact. Uh, no, no more descriptive than that. Um, so... I have no idea what a time timetable would be, um, but a knee injury doesn't sound great. No, no. A knee injury for a defensive back who relies on his legs uh, for a lot of the motion that he does um, isn't doesn't sound great. So very interesting here because the ACL is what everyone's mind goes to with this type of injury, non-contact or otherwise. But it does sound like his ACL is intact, which I guess leads the MCL and the PCL or possibly a torn meniscus. I, I think all of those... Um, you know, a meniscus can happen, especially in runners. It's kind of a, you know, a contact injury, so to speak, or at least uh, a wear and tear injury of, 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 of some sort. 
Uh, that's where my mind goes with this. If he's having surgery, he's obviously going to be out for some amount of time. If it's not the ACL, maybe the knee is stable enough that he can come back at some point during this season. But uh, what does your gut tell you right off the bat here, Sean? ACL intact, going into surgery, tweet saying he'll come back from this. Um, what's that tell you? I would imagine they will, not that it's the same situation, I imagine they'll treat it a lot like the Byron Jones situation in the sense that they can leave themselves a door open. So I could see them putting him on pup, uh, which means he's out till, uh, till week four uh, instead of going on IR or whatever. But I, I can't see him being ready before the probably the, the last third of the season. I mean, Regardless of what the knee injury is, that's going to take recovery time. That's going to take rehab time. And then after rehab's done, you have to condition. You have to, you know, do the strength stuff. The, I, I still think there's a world where he could miss the entire season, depending on all, how all that goes. And I think as Dolphins fans, um, after last year seeing what transpired with the Byron Jones situation, I it's hard to err on the side of hopefulness, especially when it comes to a knee. Yeah. I, uh, you know, Sean came in here and within five minutes has dropped the B word on everybody when it comes to the defensive backfield and Byron Jones. But, uh, I think you're right with regards to at least right now with the information that we have, which is unfolding in real time as we record right now. Um, that sounds like a plausible, uh, plan. And I would imagine that uh, if you were to go to betonline.ag right now, you would see the odds for the Miami Dolphins Super Bowl going, down and that's because bet online is your number one source for all your betting needs get your latest odds lines and matchups reports for baseball boxing golf and more bet online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers including live betting in your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone head to the website or use your mobile device today and sign up and get your 50 percent uh, welcome bonus with our promo code believe b-l-e-a-v Bet online where the game starts. Well, I don't really want to go to bet online right now as much as I love them for sponsoring this show for many, many years. And that's because uh, uh, it is going to be depressing to see that line for the Miami Dolphins start to dip just because of this injury alone. Is this the worst case scenario? Granted, you have Tua Tungabailoa. You've got Tyreek Hill. You've got Jalen Waddell. You've got Xavier Howard on, on somewhat of a lesser extent. But this was the new toy, Sean. This was the toy that we went out and traded for. I mean, we didn't give up a lot of draft capital, but... He was supposed to be the guy that shored up the back of this. He was supposed to be that cornerstone of the Vic Fangio defensive shell with all of his defensive backs back there. And we didn't even get a chance to see him, at least not yet. I don't want to be too doom and gloom yet, but it does look like he will not be ready from uh, for week one against the uh, Chargers. He's certainly dealing with an injury on day two. Injuries happen. You knew this was going to happen to a name on the Miami Dolphins somewhere, but just from a morale standpoint, from a from a from an aesthetic standpoint, Sean, is this the worst case scenario for the Miami Dolphins and their fans? I mean, f- for a fan base that it seems like year in and year out, there's there's something, um, there's there's just something that that messes around. I mean, if it wasn't you know all the stuff with Brian Flores, and then you know last year, just the injury bug hit us in a way that I haven't seen in a long time. Uh, now this year's probably the most optimistic this fan base has been able to be probably since the mid eighties and to start training camp off, uh, on the second day with this, it's devastating. I I don't want to 
pretend that all of a sudden the season's over. Um, I think when you lose arguably your second best player on the roster, uh, you're going to suffer from it. But I mean, the Dolphins were half a drive away from beating the Bills in the wild card with an undrafted free agent uh, at quarterback. So I I don't want to let this spiral uh, as a mentality going into the season, but it's something we're going to miss because, I mean, you look at how much Xavier Howard suffered last year without having Byron Jones on the opposite side. Granted, he won't be asked to play that same man coverage, but the ability for them to play off each other was going to be huge, especially for two guys who know how to go and find the football. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's so many angles to this right now that, uh, I, I, my mind is swirling as to where to even start. And I, I guess we'll just start with the injury itself. I mean, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Ramsey, I think all of us were, you know, laughing about this when we made the trade for Jalen Ramsey about, wow, imagine practice. This is just going to be practice. But yeah, I, mean, I think it was you that made a point here earlier today is why are they even out there? Why are they practicing? Why are they doing physical drills one-on-one uh, or 11-on-11 or 7-on-7, especially with veterans like Tyreek Hill and Jalen Ramsey, who are both going to the Hall of Fame, who probably know how to get themselves right in a very short amount of time. I mean, yes, you need conditioning. Yes, you need to understand, you know, in this case for Jalen Ramsey, the defensive side of the ball with Vic Fangio. But, you know, is it just too much for these veterans to to go out there and do this? I mean, Teron Armstead, he could probably suit up if there was a game tomorrow, but he's on the pup right now because – why? Why does he need to go out there and possibly injure himself further than what he's at right now in terms of a beat-up body? Uh, so the Miami Dolphins and I think Teron has, have made a business decision that I'm just not going to practice until I really, really need to. Why is Jalen Ramsey out there? Why is Tyreek Hill out there? Why are they up against each other? Or am I just hindsight being 2020 pissed off because Jalen Ramsey got hurt? I don't know. I, I, I Honestly, in this new age of analytics, um, and all these things, I, I could see it getting to a point. I mean, look, you, you like a huge part of, of football is tackling, right? Nobody's tackling anybody in training camp. So sure. you're not even practicing that part of football. I, I could see this continually getting trimmed down because, I mean, you're, you're, you're losing so much from one of these. Like imagine Joe Burrow went down today. Imagine if that was more than a calf sprain, like, that changes the trajectory of the, the entire season. I know that was a non-contact, but it's going to get to a point where I think some of these teams might be more and more cautious. You go back a couple of years ago and Xavier Howard was playing the, oh, I have a, you know, a, a sprain or whatever uh, when he wanted a contract. Well, he missed pretty much the entire training camp. He was fine that season. He played sure. the, at, at a high level. So, I mean, go through walkthroughs, go through – uh, installs, you know, get conditions, go through workouts, all those things. But you're putting two highly competitive guys, Jalen Ramsey and, and Tyreek Hill, who are over the past 10 years at the very top of their positions. And you're asking them to go battle. They're, they're probably not going to hold back. I mean, that's their competitive nature. That's what got them to be where they are. So I, 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 and I just don't see the benefit. I don't. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> You know, it's so funny the language that people use too, because the first thing you hear is that he went down and I immediately think non-contact. He, you know, he got his cleat caught or he, you know, went the wrong way while his knee stayed put and it's it's done, it's toast. And then you hear, oh, he collided with Tyreek Hill, and you think, oh, okay, it's a it's a bruise or you know, some sort of uh contusion. And then I heard they got tangled up, and then my mind went back to almost that first part of well, wait, did they hit each other or did they get tangled up? Because those are two different physical motions, and one tells me it's gonna be more of a contusion and one 
tells me we don't know what it is, which we're getting more information by the minute now. Um, I just, <laughs> by the way, side note, it's not lost on me that apparently Tyreek Hill has not learned his lesson about hitting people in South Florida. Uh, he needs to stop doing that immediately. He needs to give Jalen Ramsey $200, say he's sorry and move on. Um, I, where did the Miami Dolphins go from here? Let's just assume worst case scenario, he's out for the season or he's out for a significant amount of time. Let's say up to week 10, week 11, the bye week, whatever the case may be. What do the Miami Dolphins do? I mean, they, I was joking because they signed what seemed to be every single defensive back available to them, both that was already on the roster last year or available here this offseason, plus trading for Jalen Ramsey. They have a lot of warm bodies. They have a lot of people coming back from injury like Trill Williams. Um, is that the answer? Are they, are they just going to go next man up and put them out on a, you know, not an island because they're not really doing a lot of man-to-man in this scheme, but uh, who takes the Jalen Ramsey place until Jalen Ramsey can come back? Yeah, so the past few years, I remember going into last season, I was uncomfortable uh, with the depth at cornerback because in that man uh, zero blitz scheme, it is so heavily reliant on top coverage. So we really couldn't afford to lose the Byron Jones. And we all saw what happened when we did. It put so much stress on Howard that he got one groin injury and then another. This situation is going to be a bit different because we're going to be playing primarily zone but again going back to last year what did Chris Greer do to remedy the situation of not getting Byron back losing Nick Needham he did nothing I mean he signed Mackenzie Alexander got hurt on the first day and never replaced them it was it just kept being like a promotion of street free agents off the practice squad I, I don't want to see that again sure we have Cater Kohu who is primed for a big sophomore year uh, we have a rookie in Cam Smith where we, we don't really know what we have there. Troy Williams is back. Uh, but Nick Needham, who we, we, we resigned, is coming off an Achilles injury just like Byron Jones was. He's starting training camp on PUP. We don't know how he's going to recover. So all of a sudden, our deepest position isn't looking so deep. Um, I, I would say the role that Jalen Ramsey was going to play, which I believe was a lot of uh, the star joker role roaming the field making plays i could really see true williams in that role and obviously he's not going to be the same level of production but i do think that that might be the person they had in mind to kind of learn that behind them but we'll have to see well um as we talked about earlier the the, the news is evolving here so sean what i'm seeing from tom palisario that it is a meniscus injury he's scheduled to be out six to eight weeks because of this surgery doctors once they get in there will determine whether they need to repair it or remove it altogether if they repair it it'll actually be a longer recovery than removing it altogether so i'm willing to bet they're probably going to remove it but um it does look like a minimum six to eight weeks so we are going to have a contingency plan we are going to have a plan b whether that be trill williams or somebody else i'm concerned how this would actually cascade down to our run defense in many ways because when i look at a vic fangio theme uh, scheme and i know you know ball way better than i do but to me every time i look at this and when i read on it you need defensive backs and corners that can tackle and that when your defensive interior linemen you know have a gap and a half and they actually are pushing those running backs to the outside you need your outside linebackers and your defensive backs to be able to come up secure the tackle put them to the ground Jalen Ramsey does that 
Uh, Xavier Howard, to an extent, does that, but not as well, uh, especially now that he's older, in my opinion. I actually think he's a better tackler than most people give him credit for, but uh, you're shaking your head violently. So obviously, like I said, you know ball more than I do. I'll defer to you. I just don't want him to tackle. Sure, fair enough. Yeah. Stay away from the contact. Like, just, yeah. <laughs> just do what you do really well, and I'll, I'll take the hit on the tackling. Yeah, so with Jalen Ramsey being out um, for quite some time, like you said, Trill Williams might be the guy that needs to step up and be that person that can do that. Um, I'm also wondering if this changes the role uh, at all for uh, Brandon Jones. Um, you know, this is a guy who can come up and blitz. This is a guy who uh, is very solid in his tackling game, and I think he's much more of a line of scrimmage safety if there's such a thing than he is a coverage safety. I'm wondering if his role changes or evolves a little bit to to help mask this a little bit until Jalen comes back. And even if he comes back at six weeks or eight weeks, to your point, where's he going to be? You know, he's never played in a Fangio defense directly. He's going to need some time to, like you said, recover, get get himself back into shape. And then he's got to learn the playbook. Hopefully he's doing that while he's, you know, down for a little while. But uh yeah, I'm 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 really concerned. It's it's funny because you think of Jalen Ramsey to go, wow, what, you know, what's I gonna do for Stefan Diggs and you know uh, uh Aaron Rodgers and his you know, a bunch of weapons up there in New York. And I'm thinking, man, this is really going to screw up our run defense more so than I think anybody might give it credit for. Uh, am I wrong in thinking that or or am I on? No, that's a great point. Um, and you saw that in Denver. And there's a lot of clips out there describing how the Vangio defense works. And it's exactly what you said. You're pushing the, the running backs to the outside and your cornerbacks are making plays on the edges. I don't know that we have that outside of Trill Williams who is exactly that? He is a hard hitter. Yeah. I don't know if you remember last year in preseason. Um, I, I think it was even the game he got hurt in. Um, he was out there flying around making tackles. He's that type of guy. I've been watching him since his days at Syracuse, which is my favorite uh, college team up here in Western New York. Um, he can do that. I don't know that. I mean, Cam Smith is pretty, pretty light. He's pretty undersized. I do know he makes the effort to tackle, but this is the NFL. This isn't, uh, yeah. you know, South Carolina anymore. Uh, Caterco. I, I, I don't know. There was also speculation with this defense that you're going to get rid of the traditional idea of cornerbacks, like three cornerbacks and two safeties. What you're going to see more often is the Dolphins playing the five best defensive backs at a given time. So I do think there's a couple options. Uh, you alluded to Brandon Jones. Um, I could see Verone McKinley stepping up into more of a role who he was coming on, you know, a lot stronger towards the end of the year last year. I, I think it's going to be kind of trial by fire. The only issue is I don't know who our boundary cornerback is if Cam Smith gets hurt or Zayvon Howard gets hurt. So mm -hmm. I do think you're going to be forced to look outside the organization. Hopefully Greer does that. Well, and that's actually where I wanted to go next. So a segue, first time on the show, and uh, you're hitting exactly where I wanted to go. But uh, Verone McKinley, just as a side note, we got him as an undrafted free agent last year, which I was shocked that he actually was not drafted. But uh, I was a big fan of him as a rookie, and I know he was a little bit slow to get there. But like you said, he came on and actually became a big part of this defense towards the end of the year because he had to <laughs> more than anything else. But I, I, I think they see value in him. Uh, he's going to contribute this year just as a side note. That's a guy, if you're looking for a breakout star, I think that's probably going to be the guy um, more so than than a lot of the other ones, at least in my opinion, as long as he stays healthy. But uh, you mentioned it, and so I want to go there. You know, Obviously, Dalvin Cook is is the prize that a lot of the Dolphins fans want. Um, I'm kind of like you at this point. I'm like, you know, either sign with the Jets, sign with Miami, or 
something, but please stop putting little emojis on Twitter and 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 flooding my timeline with false hope or you know narratives that aren't really going to happen. Um, obviously, right now, if they have to go outside of the organization to get help for Jalen Ramsey, um, there's not a lot on the free agent market right now. Uh, also, a lot of that money that maybe was earmarked for a Dalvin Cook to say yes priorities change. I mean, at this point, it looks like Dalvin is leaning towards going to the Jets anyway, but uh, is that offer now officially pulled if you're the Miami Dolphins and say, sorry, we got bigger fish to fry right now and we got to go get a, a Jalen Ramsey Band-Aid. So Dalvin, we'll, we'll see you two times a year. Yeah, I think for me, for me, Dalvin Cook was never essential for us to make the Super Bowl run that a lot of the, these fans uh, and myself included think we're capable of. For me, it was always just, it seems all our chips are pushed to the table. Why not? Just yeah. why not add that final piece? It was a luxury for me. I think right now priorities have changed. Maybe, I, I, I mean, at this point in the offseason, there's not going to be a ton out there, but you look at somebody maybe like Bryce Callahan, who has played with Fangio in uh, Denver before, Um maybe like a Ronald Darby, but like you said, it, it's not, it's not a deep list of, of guys that are available. Yeah. Is there, is there another strategy that they could uh, uh, employ other than just a port of a defensive back coming in? Is there uh, another linebacker that they could oh, go find and say, okay, this could be, you know, we're going to have to change what we normally do. Or like you said, I mean, I, I love what you said about it's going to be the five, you know, possibly the top five defensive backs. I don't give Dave Wanstad a lot of credit for a lot of things other than maybe the downfall of the Miami Dolphins for two decades. But one year he did mention that he was going to play the five best offensive linemen, regardless of position. And it sounds stupid on its head, because if you have a center and you have a left tackle, you put your center and your left tackle there and you let the rest go. But that particular season, <laughs> a lot of it had to do with Ricky Williams as well. We had a pretty damn good offensive line. And I was like, okay, fair enough. He, he kind of figured out how to get the most out of like a Tim Ruddy and everybody else. But uh, I don't know, man. I just It's one of those things where we need more information. We need time to process. We need to see them practice for another week and see, okay, can they do this or not? But uh, at least you're throwing names out there. Bryce Callahan is the first one that uh, you said there. And, you know, it might be a name to, to, to take a look at and, and see if that's something that they could go get. You know, I think the Dalvin Cook dream, if it wasn't already dead, is probably very much on life support. Um, oxygen levels very low, probably cardiac arrest at this point. Um, also, side note, Western New York, you're a Miami Dolphins fan and you're wearing a Boston Red Sox hat. So uh, you are just enemy of the state up there and in, uh, in the Big Apple, are you not? Absolutely. Yeah, uh, I, li I live very directly in Bill's country. Uh, I have to deal with that uh, 365 days out of the year, especially when I go to the games. Um, Red Sox, Lakers, uh, the only, the only New York team for me is Syracuse. Yeah. Now well, I'm a Lakers fan as well. And I think I knew that about you because during the, during the Eastern conference and Western conference finals, I was finding myself liking a lot of your posts, uh, especially in the, in the, in the, in the, in the face of a lot of fellow Finn fans that happen to be heat fans as well. But, um, well, all right. So right now we you know this news is we're just chewing on it right now sean but uh what does this do to your outlook for the miami dolphins right now just in that bubble of jalen ramsey is hurt he's out for a minimum six to eight weeks which you know like you said that probably puts him in pup category i'm assuming um you know if, if you factor if that's six to eight weeks which it should uh factor in um preseason that probably means coming back after four games if all goes well 
Um, so all hope isn't lost if, the, if that news is actually correct. But what does that do to the season outcome for the Miami Dolphins? I had them around 10 or 11 wins. Um, I, I think there was a lot of games last year that they could have won that they lost. And of course, a lot of games that they won that they could have lost uh, if there just wasn't the sheer amount of talent that they had um, that kind of just fixed some things. But does this change anything? Does this go a game up or down for you? Or, or uh, what's, your, what's your gut tell you? So I think we we have about six weeks till week one, um, all things considered. So I I hate speculating, but let's say he comes back sometime around week four, week five. Um, It doesn't really change anything for me. I personally had them at 11 to 12 wins uh, right there in the running for the division and making a deep playoff run. And, And you know me, I'm, pretty objective as objective as you can be for a fan of, of your team. Um, it just felt like all our ducks were lining in a row. Yeah. Uh, the team is as loaded as can be. And I really believe that people underestimate uh, the Vic Vangio addition. I, I don't know that it changes my overall outlook on the season yet. It's, it's going to be, unfortunately, just like last year with Byron Jones, uh, uh, a wait and cross your fingers and, and hope he's back. If he doesn't come back, I I don't know. It, it depends on the health of Xavier Howard making it through a full season and right. and these other guys. Yeah, I mean, uh, unfortunately, it's it's day two. We got a long way to go through training camp into preseason. We could probably and probably will see more injuries. Uh, hopefully, nothing uh, uh, super serious. Obviously, and uh, again, if you lose a superstar like Tyreek or Jalen Waddle or, or Tua again. Um, all bets are off, but uh, I don't know. I think, uh, you know, Jalen Ramsey to me, and, and even I, I've said this about Xavier Howard for a long time, Sean, is Xavier Howard, uh, if I could give a comp, would be is the Jonathan Quick, who was a goalie for the Los Angeles Kings for many, many years of the NFL. And what I mean by that is if you watch Jonathan Quick and his technique, he's good. He's very good. But his athleticism was what made him great during his prime. He could just get from one pole to the next and block something that you'd be like, how in the hell did he do that? When I watch Xavier Howard play, it almost like he goads these quarterbacks into throwing the ball because he gives some separation, knowing damn well that he can close and get that ball. But as that athleticism starts to wear off and 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 dwindle a little bit as he gets older, giving that gap just isn't going to be um able to happen as much, right? So you're going to have to learn how to play the game differently. It's almost like a power pitcher that now starts working on the corners. You know, instead of doing strikeouts, they're getting ground outs because they've learned how to pitch as opposed to throw. Um, I think that's where we are with Xavier Howard. I, I think him going into uh, more of a zone coverage is going to be a little bit different for him, but I think it's going to help extend his career a little bit, especially if he's healthy. Last year, he was not healthy. On top of everything else, he wasn't healthy, right? He had two groins that were pulled at some point. Uh, you know, the groin muscles there and, and ligaments. Um, so he just wasn't himself. So assuming that he's healthy and can stay relatively healthy this season, uh, as he said to his critics, fuck them. Um, I think the the team will be okay, assuming they don't sustain any more, you know, humongous injuries to either the offense or defensive side of the ball with their superstars. Um, I, 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 I kind of disagree on the Dalvin Cook thing in that I think that I've said on the show here that the Miami Dolphins don't need Dalvin Cook to win games in the in the regular season, but they do need somebody like a Dalvin Cook to help them win games in the playoffs. And I think he he gives them that threat. So I think there's also the maybe their ability to screw it. We're going to win games 35 to 33. We're going to go get Dalvin Cook. We're going to pull him back from New York. And if we can't beat him with our defense, then we're going to beat him with our offense because we're going to have so many weapons. At least from a PR standpoint, short term, that would help 
a lot of Miami Dolphins fans from uh, walking off a cliff right now if, if news broke that Dalvin Cook was coming back to uh, the 305. But uh, I still have him around 910. You know, I think he's worth at least a win, you know, win, win above replacement. So I, if I was going to have him at 11, I'll probably drop him to 10. I still think they're in the playoffs. If he comes back earlier, uh, then maybe everyone's thinking in terms of half a season or something like that, then then I think they're going to be sitting pretty. Um, switching gears since I have you here, and we are talking to Sean Williams, former writer for SI.com, now contributor for for the uh, Believe Network here on the Perfectville podcast. Just talking Jalen Ramsey, talking ball, as Sean likes to say. Um, what have you seen so far outside of the Jalen Ramsey injury? I know it's been two days, but you've been following the team closely. What have you seen that's impressed you? What have you seen or heard that makes you go, uh-oh, with the Miami Dolphins with relation to training camp? So, obviously, I would say for most fans, our area of concern is the offensive line. With Teron Armstead not practicing, it's hard to put a judgment on that. I know they're kind of playing uh, a little bit of musical chairs uh, along that. I'm one of the very few fans that, I think grasps the concept of why the Dolphins, specifically Mike McDaniel has talked about it for two years now. He's not concerned about the offensive line. And I think if you look at San Fran and the system that that McDaniel comes from, it's not a system that requires a ton of off like this this all pro offensive line. If you look at the Niners this year, what they have Jake Brendel, Aaron Banks, and a couple guys I I've never even really heard of on their offensive line. We have the same thing. Uh, and we have a quick passing, uh, one of the best quick passing quarterbacks in the NFL. So the offensive line isn't too concerning for me. It's, it, it has to do with injury, right? Like, yeah. Is David Long going to stay healthy now? Sure. All of a sudden, if we lose him, uh, we have Jerome Baker and Duke Riley and, and what else? Same thing like last year. So I haven't seen anything through two days mostly because fans haven't even been able to attend yet. Um, I, I was just looking forward to having Dolphins football, you know, on the newsfeed again every day. But I, for me, it's still a little bit too early to judge. Yeah, I like to give it about two weeks, a couple of padded practices. We get the first preseason game. Not that we're going to see many starters, but just to get like a good feel for, for where we're at. What do you think of the, uh, the who touched it first gate between uh was it Javon Holland and <laughs> and not Tyreek Hill's Jalen Waddle uh the pass that can just I don't know for some reason Tua Tungabailoa has got to be the most polarizing figure in the NFL if not sports right now maybe LeBron James is more polarizing in general but Everyone has an opinion on Tua Tungabailoa. There is no middle ground. It is you are either in this camp or you're in that camp. He throws the ball. And now you have beat reporters like Omar Kelly saying, well, they sped it up to make it look better. They slowed it down. Of course they slowed it down. We can see when they slow it down, when they speed it up, but I don't think it was to make it look better. Um, but then you had people jumping on Alan Pupar because he mistakenly said Javon Holland touched the ball prior to, uh, and, and it's like, who cares? Like he didn't have the, the, the ability of replay. Like, can't we just enjoy the fact that it was a fun acrobatic play and seem like everyone involved was doing their job and they did a great job. I mean, that's like the best case scenario because every time a, a guy catches a touchdown pass in practice, you're like, okay, now I'm concerned about the cornerbacks. And then every time a ball, a ball is broken up, you're like, okay, what's going on with my quarterback and my wide receivers. This was like the best case scenario, Sean. I can't, I can't understand why we just can't be happy 
when happy things happen for us. Yeah. I mean, you just nailed, nailed it right on the head where it was a good play by Holland. It was a, a great play by Waddle. Um, I thought it was a good throw by Tua. And ultimately, I thought we were past this. Like, if I really wanted to criticize Tua's throws, I have, I have what, 12, about 12 games worth of, of film I could go watch from last year. Um, I, I just don't know what we're doing. I thought we were past this. I thought we were like, all right, as long as Tua stays healthy, he was in the MVP conversation. He led the NFL in pass rating. We're good. We don't need to talk about Tua's throws anymore. Honestly, if, if the Dolphins media team, and I wouldn't put it past them, um, put out a, a video of him throwing the ball in the dirt, I don't really care. Like, it, it does nothing for me. Like, I know who Tua is at this point in, in terms of a quarterback throwing the ball. For me, it's just, hey, you got to stay healthy. You got to be available in the playoffs. So, I, I don't know. what I, Maybe people are bored, and, and I think – drama sells it sells yeah. it, it's it always has people people just love something to argue about they do and uh i'll, I'll we'll ask you one more question we'll let you get back to sure. it but uh i don't know if you have the schedule in front of you but uh your prediction now with jalen ramsey officially having surgery and being out for some sort of time what week does he come back when does jalen ramsey make his miami dolphins debut in the regular <sighs> season when's our bye week we don't have a bye week until I think we're like week 11 or week like 12. after the Chiefs, right? Yes. I think yeah. it's after Germany. Um, so, you think, so you think it's after Germany? That would put him against the no. Raiders. So I'm, I'm looking at it right now. I, I have to believe it's not before week six. I, I like the week, the week six. I got to see like what spe- specifically that game is. Yep. But I, I have to give it a couple weeks cushion. Because I feel like even even outside of Miami, right? Like Tredavious White was apparently ready to start the season last year, but they kept him on pup for four weeks. He didn't come back to like week eight for the Bills. Yeah. yeah. Um, we saw what happened with Byron Jones. So maybe, maybe the right around the Giants and Panthers games in week five or six. And, and that would give him some time to knock the rust off to be ready for a huge game against the Eagles. Yeah, so I think uh, I think you're right. I uh, I was circling that Panthers game because a it's a home game. You know, he if if you can, if it's fifty fifty on the road or a home, you're going to want to have him at home. I think he's going to want that energy. They're going to want to give him that energy. I think the Panthers is a favorable matchup to come back into and say, okay, I'm now going to play before you have that Eagles game, like you talked about. Uh, that does give you a little bit of a cushion if he does come off pup a little bit later than those four weeks minimum, uh, just to make sure that he's ready to go. I, I think that October fifteenth game. Uh, which is actually my birthday weekend. So I think that would be a nice gift for me is if he went in and, uh, you know, beat the crap out of the Panthers at home. Um, I think that's, uh, that's where I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with that Panthers week six game. I think you're reading my mind here. Yeah. So, and, and I think it gives us some peace of mind to where you, you don't get your hopes up and you're not disappointed that he's not ready for like week two, week three, you're giving yourself some cushion which I actually tried to do last year with Byron Jones, but he just never came back. And I hate bringing him up, but I mean, we're a year removed from that. So there's some, some definite, definite recency PTSD, but. Well, I mean, he's never been heard of He's retired. I think at this point, if not officially, unofficially, yeah. I think, he, I think he officially retired, but uh, let's just hope it doesn't go that route. I mean, uh, we've had some pretty good luck with uh, acquisitions over the last couple of years, but we've also had some pretty shitty luck when it comes to like Will Fuller and Byron Jones never really panned out, even though he was here for a couple of seasons. 
Um, and now, you know, Jalen Ramsey not starting off the way you would want if you're a Miami Dolphins fan or teammate, coach, front office person. But Sean, tell everyone where they can find you uh, on Twitter or anywhere else you want to promote. Yeah, so I'm at Sean Williams on Twitter, but the S is a five because it's a common name. Um, and then you can look out for me. Uh, I'm a freelance writer, occasionally contribute at SI.com. And now I uh, occasionally contribute here. So uh, I'm around, easy to find, definitely always have an opinion, some good takes. So yeah, we need you to be a little more outgoing online, Sean, if you could. I mean, I don't know if anybody knows where you stand on on certain topics when it comes to the Miami Dolphins <laughs> and outside of Miami Dolphins news as well. But uh, Sean Williams, thank you very much just for everyone to know, because we like to keep the citizens informed. We're recording this right now. I'm on the West Coast. You're obviously in, on the, uh, the Western part of New York on the East Coast here. So it's going on, uh, what, uh, seven o'clock your time, if I'm not yep. mistaken. Um, uh, I, I think I texted you on on Twitter about 10 minutes before we hopped on here to start recording this here show. So thank you very much for hopping on and talking ball when it came to Jalen Ramsey, the Miami Dolphins in general, and uh, a little bit of just, uh, you know, everybody hates the Celtics talk between two Lakers fans here. So, all right, Sean, thank you so much. And uh, for everybody else, the only thing left to say on behalf of myself, the two-time Hall of Famer who's not here, Sean Williams, uh, presented by betonline.ag and everyone here at believe.com. Goodbye from Perfectville. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.